Next on BYU Sports Nation, we're number three. BYU basketball pick to finish third in the West Coast Conference. How does that sit with all of you? Dual Thread BYU TV analyst Blaine Fowler joins us to discuss the preseason hoops polls. And is it 5-0 or bust for BYU football to end the season? Plus, Bill Bender of the Sporting News on what BYU football has to do to get back in the national conversation. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We all survived Halloween. Yeah. It's November 1st, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us on this Tuesday. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU football costume designer, Jerem Jordan. I thought we had uh, a nice night as the designer uh, of costumes. Not. Uh, the trunk or treat with BYU football. Did you see these pictures? If you haven't seen the photos, uh, at BYU football, I think Duff Tittle and Brett Pine tweeted some out, BYU Cougars. Really good stuff. Really good stuff. Because... I noticed Taysom Hill was a hunter. His mm-hmm. wife, Emily, was a deer. Mm-hmm. Nicely done. Uh, three blind mice, Jamal Williams, Squally Canada, and Riley Burt. Yes, the running backs. <laughs> they, wore, they wore black glasses <laughs> with like white shirts. Uh, Tanner Mangum, um, Edward Scissorhands. It was outstanding. Yeah. Right on par. Like next level. Not quite to where Tom Homo was yesterday, but no. almost there. Yeah. Tom makes a little bit more than Tanner for this costume. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Tom Homo was Voldemort. Or excuse me, he who shall not be named. Uh, and then the Aladdin crew, I think, was the best. The okay? winner. The, the Aladdin crew. Travis Tuiloma and his wife were Aladdin and Jasmine. Uh, Al- Algy, no, Algy Bra- sorry, Algy Brown was. No, they both were. Oh, they both were. They both were. I think. And they, Louis Lapuaja was, was, was the genie. I think one, <laughs> one was, one was uh, Prince Ali and the other oh, okay. was Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. Someone was Jafar. I didn't recognize who Jafar was. I think was. it was Travis's relative, brother or something okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, Jafar. Really, really funny. It was his cousin, so who knows? Okay, okay. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. That, that was really good. So I know there, were, there was a kid there that was an X Wing. Like, he stood in the middle and the wings came out. That was fantastic. And his Best dad costume said, I saw all yeah, day his, west of Voldemort. His dad sent us a tweet and said, does Studio Do B need, need an X-Wing? Yeah. And I was like, yes. We might up there. Who knows, man? <laughs> bring, bring us the X-Wing <laughs> fighter. No, don't, no. Keep using that one. You keep it. It's good. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football coach Kalani Satake spoke with the media yesterday, Halloween edition, and said Jamal Williams should be good to go against Cincinnati. So that's fantastic news for for BYU fans and football. Also, will Tanner Mangum have an increased role in November? He was presented with that question, and here's what he said. Well, he's our backup quarterback, and so it's, 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 I, I've talked to, to Ty, and we've talked about as a staff from the beginning of what our plans are the, for, our, for our players and getting them ready. Obviously, we know that he's going to be the guy of the future, but uh, the main key is to try to win the game, you know, and uh, Taysom's our starting quarterback, and you know, Tanner will have his turn. No change. Taysom the starter. Tanner the backup. Perhaps BYU gets up big, and then you see Tanner Mangum yeah. in the second half against Southern about, Utah and yeah. UMass. This just in, by the way. Taysom Mill's been named to the uh, National Football Foundation uh, William V. Campbell Trophy. Uh, Twelve finalists in this. Now, the 12 finalists receive an $18,000 postgraduate scholarship. Whoa. Taysom Hill. Very, very nice. One of 12 
And they scanned, uh, I believe it was several hundred uh, athletes. It's, it's athletic and uh, academic. academic. Very cool. So very cool. He has a 3.45 GPA, by the way. That's really good in finance. So congrats to uh, Taysom Hill. The preseason West Coast Conference polls and teams are out. The men's team is picked to finish third. Behind Gonzaga and St. Mary's, who are preseason ranked teams. Nick Emery and Eric Meek are on the 10-man all-WCC team. How about the ladies? BYU's women's team picked to finish second in the West Coast Conference preseason poll. Behind Gonzaga, the Cougars received four first-place votes. Mackenzie Pulsifer and Kalani Purcell selected to the all-West Coast Conference preseason team. And if you missed it, the women's volleyball team moved up two spots from 16 to 14 in the latest ABCA coaches poll, and they are number six in the RPI. So they are doing work. They just beat number five San Diego on Friday. Take care of business. I don't think San Diego is going to slip in the rest of their WCC slate, but who knows? And there's no postseason tournament. So, you, yeah, you're hoping to finish second or tie for first or something. But maybe two West Coast Conference teams with a high RPI will host regionals. How about that? That'd be awesome. Soccer in a great position to uh, host a game or two or three or four. We'll see. Depends if they keep winning. Yes. And yes. it depends if how many good teams there are in the West. But, uh, yeah, postseason women's soccer and volleyball coming up soon. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Third in line. The West Coast Conference coaches have spoken and voted, and the preseason polls have BYU basketball picked to finish third, as we just referenced, behind first place Gonzaga, who received seven first place votes, and second place St. Mary's, who received three first place votes. Wait, BYU didn't receive any? Nope. Not a huge surprise given the turnover and youth for the Cougars, coupled with the experience that St. Mary's brings back yeah. everyone. Yeah. And Gonzaga is Gonzaga, right? Perennial league favorite, and they seemingly reload every year. They're transfer you, right? Yeah, Cal and uh, Washington, some of their best uh, players have transferred uh, to Gonzaga. The Zags are loaded. This the is rich Gonzaga's get richer. Co- the rich do get richer. And it's fun for us uh, middle-class hoop and football people. Both Gonzaga and St. Mary's, as Jerem just mentioned, top 20 teams in the preseason polls. BYU, by the way, enters year six of West Coast Conference play, still in search of a first ever West Coast Conference regular season or tournament title. Mm. Now the Cougars are picked to finish behind the Bulldogs and Gales again. So time to channel your emotions, BYU Sports Nation, and answer today's Twitter question. How would you feel about BYU finishing third at the end of the West Coast Conference regular season. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Participate at our Greenhaw. Disappointed. We should be top two every year, but I understand this team will take time. Uh, get, uh, get at me next season. Wait, manage your expectations, and then move forward. This team has a ton of talent, obviously. It's been well chronicled. Dave Rose is excited more so than anybody else to have these guys in place right now, but you have to give the team time to gel. You do, and and the last several years that BYU's been in the league, they've been in the league five years now. The first two years, it was a nine-team league, right? So you'd play 16 conference games. The last three years, Pacific has been in the league, therefore an 18-game conference slate. Now, the, the average amount of wins to win the league is 15.7, so essentially 16. Yes. Second place, 13.7, so okay. basically 14-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Third place is 13 wins. How has BYU done the last three? That's our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU has gone 13-5 and five in conference play the past three years in the West Coast Conference. 
So three years ago, BYU tied for second at 13 and five. Two years ago, 13 and five, tied for second. And last year, BYU was 13 and five for third. So basically, 13 and five is going to get you third place. Exactly. That's the average. If you get to 14 and four, which is what we think will happen, that's second place, Spencer. And they're preseason number yeah, three. Let's digest that. So to finish second, according to the averages, BYU will likely have to win more games in conference than they've ever won. With the 18-game slate. With a new, young squad. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? The so, expectation is higher now because of the six ESPN top 100 high school recruits. But the youth... How much time do you give them to really transition yeah. in? Here's what it boils down to. I Also, we came up with a name for St. Mary's on Gonzaga. It's St. Zaga. Okay? So if I say St. Zaga, that <laughs> means St. Mary's and Gonzaga. I'm just tired of saying both of I I don't want four syllables. Efficiency. Saint, oh, it's three syllables still. Dang it. Anyways, St. Zaga is what it is. Uh, so BYU. How many losses will BYU have to non-St. Zaga teams? That's the question that will determine where they fit in conference more than how they fare against St. Zaga, if you will. Because they've averaged 2.6 per year. To St. Zaga. To to non-St. Zaga. Zaga, Okay, A Pepperdine. Do you know the only team that BYU hasn't beaten? Or sorry, that hasn't, they haven't lost to when it's close conference play. They've lost to everybody but Santa Clara. They dominate the Broncos. Dominate the Broncos. <laughs> the great unknown always has a few tricks up its sleeve as well. And I, by that I mean injuries, suspensions, unexpected transfers. We don't know what's going to happen. Sports, baby. Yeah, exactly. Those things can dramatically alter the course of a season. I feel like in a lot of ways, this is like trying to predict a movie based on previews, the history of the producer, and an article you read in Variety magazine. That's how I feel about trying to predict well, the West Coast Conference season. Yeah, Doctor Strange is Gonzaga, though. Explain. Fantastic reviews. Traditionally, Marvel's been really good. Right. 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 Uh, it's Doctor Strange. And I think St. Mary's is Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, which you think it will be good, <laughs> but it's not like the powerful one. And then, and then BYU, you, you hope, is Rogue One. Right. Not, not so much whether the movie will be good or not, but trying to predict what will happen yeah. in the movie. Yeah. We don't, you don't Gun- know what's going to happen until you see the movie, right? Gonzaga and St. Mary's are better than BYU, according to returning starters, according to the preseason ranking, blah, blah, blah. But this BYU team, by February, which, by the way, three of the four games against St. Zaga come in February. So this young team will have time. Beneficial. Here's why. Okay, my opinion on this. I would be okay. I wouldn't be happy, but I'd be okay with finishing third if Gonzaga and St. Mary's play out like we think they are, which is uh, ranked teams. It's one thing to be ranked. Like, that's really good. To be ranked is like, you're like a top four or five seed in the NCAA tournament. If that's the case, this BYU team I don't think is at that level quite yet. We haven't even seen them play a regular season game. So we have a lot to see. But St. Mary's returns everyone from a 29-win team that didn't play anybody had some uh, you know, violations, some restriction on where they could travel, didn't play in a preseason tournament. They had a really high RPI, went to the NIT. BYU went further than, than St. Mary's in the NIT. Gonzaga, to me, is going to be good. Gonzaga, I just assume, will win the league unless something drastic happens. It's their conference. It's their tournament in Vegas. BYU has to uh, – it's sponsored by the West Coast Conference, but it's Gonzaga's Invitational. I would be okay with finishing in third – 
if because I think that still means BYU could make the tourney. I think it could be a three-bid league. The unexpected and the unknown is what makes all of this so much fun. I don't – I mean, I, you hope – you hope that BYU finds a way to win its first regular season or conference tournament championship – but do you expect that? I don't, this year, I don't. I don't expect that. You hope for it, and you want, you want to see BYU do well, but I don't expect it. However, I would much rather finish second than third, and I would love yeah. for BYU to be better than St. Mary's specifically. Oh, listen, <laughs> for some reason, okay, Gonzaga to me is Boise State here, yes. where I don't have ill will. St. Mary's it's is not, Utah. It's not personal. St. Mary's is Utah. St. Mary's is St. No, St. Mary's is more like Utah State, <laughs> where there's some angst there, and they're not a super threat, but kind of. I, because Utah is a real threat. They won five in a row, and in basketball they won a few in a row, right? The negative emotions for St. Mary's are greater than those for Gonzaga. It's, it's the competitive juices flow <laughs> greater with St. Mary's, for sure. The Dell of a Dagger, the mouthpiece, the elbowing Mika in the face, the all that stuff, man. Yeah. Gonzaga, it's like straight up respect. And there's BYU, like BYU's okay, won two years in a row up there. You're the landlord in the West Coast Conference. We rent. We get it. <laughs> Yet that's, BYU has won in Spokane two years in a row. Yeah, but I'm talking about in Vegas. Yeah. And you can't go beat Gonzaga and then lose to Portland or vice versa. Like, See, I don't think that will happen this year. Okay, I, I'm with you on that. I think this team's very young. A bunch of freshmen and sophomores essentially. Right? Um, they, BYU, I don't see as many of these non-St. Zaga losses. I want BYU to finish second. I, that's what I want at. That's what I yeah. really am Re- like. Realistic. Oh, finish second. At least second. Yes. You, B, BYU is a bubblicious program. It'd be nice to be on the inside of that. If Have, they can finish second, they will not be bubblicious. They will be in the tournament because think, of the strength of St. Mary's and Gonzaga. I think two, at least two teams get in this year. If not three. Oh. Only once while BYU's been in the WCC has been a three-bid league, and it was the first year. How would you feel about BYU finishing third at the end of the West Coast Conference regular season at BYU Fan 1995? Said so disappointed. Too much potential with this year's team. Potential there. They're so young. you got to give them years, right? <laughs> Freshmen and sophomores. Coming up, Bill Bender of the Sporting News on how BYU football gets nationally relevant and a dual-threat BYU TV specialist, national champ Blaine Fowler. Is it five wins and no losses or bust for the Cougar football team? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcasting on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV, and our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. After further view is on tonight at uh, 7 Eastern time. The guys recap the Texas 2013 game, the best of Taysom Mill. I think that was Taysom Mill's greatest game as a Cougar. 259 rushing yards. The uh, post-thunderstorm uh, in Provo. We've called it a hurricane. There's no such thing in Provo. Uh, but that was, that was a crazy, amazing, fun night. Relive it on After Further Review tonight at 7 Eastern. Twitter question today. How would you feel about BYU basketball finishing third at the end of the West Coast Conference regular season? They have been picked to finish third by the coaches in the preseason poll. At AE5LD says, disappointed. I'm a fan. With their new talent level, I expect a championship expect and want. That's a pretty strong expectation out of the gate from a bunch of freshmen and sophomores, essentially. I, th- that's why I say I give this team until February 
to figure it out. And then they play St. Zaga, three of the four, and two at home. Yeah, you're going to need to explain St. Zaga for the next Saint two Mary's weeks until it becomes a regular. And Gonzaga is St. Zaga, okay? Well, Someone right now is like, what? Huh? That's as good as YMCA, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Joining us now in Studio B, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, dual threat, BYU TV specialist, breaking down football and basketball. Blaine, nice to have you back in studio. Let's, uh, we've got the crossover going, man, with football and basketball, so let's start with who. That time of year, we're we we doing both. I what, love that. What do you think of BYU being picked to finish third in the West Coast Conference by the coaches? I understand it, because uh, Gonzaga, until somebody knocks them off of their throne, then you... You put them first on your ballot every single year. I would. If I'm voting the league, Gonzaga's number one. No question. Just because it doesn't matter who grads. Everybody goes, well, Sabonis has gone to the NBA. Wilcher's gone to the NBA. How are they going to fill that void? Well, they do it every year. So you just have to assume they're going to do it. And as you mentioned a little earlier, they have some transfers. They're going to have a big impact. They still have Karnowski back. So... I would put them one on my ballot. And then St. Mary's is getting a lot of credit because they were really good last year and everybody's back. So my question on St. Mary's, I would still put them two. But, and I, so I would, I would have put them exactly the way the coaches did. Now, do I think BYU can sneak up and beat St. Mary's? Is there a chance they can beat Gonzaga? I, th- I think there is. St. Mary's, the question for me is, how do they play as a front runner now? Because last year they snuck up on people the first round around the, the conference. Um, and they played with a chip on their shoulder. We got to be this great team. We got to play with no stars. We have to be unselfish because nobody believes in us. They're not sneaking up on anybody this year. They're preseason, they're ranked. So now, you know, Randy's a great coach, but can he manage the egos? Are players going to get selfish? Are they going to play with that chip on their shoulder the way they did last year? That I don't know. And that's a big question. Certainly they're talented, but they're going to get everybody's best shot this year, just like they did when they had Della Vadova in that group. Yeah, they're going to go into games at the beginning of the year as a ranked team. You're asking about yeah. getting people's best games. They're going to be number 17. Yeah, the, the Zags there. are used to that every year. They're used to playing with a target on them every year, and they thrive on it. Can St. Mary's do that? I don't know. We're going to see if they can. And then for BYU, I've seen them now in the blue and white game, and we just did that the exhibition game against Seattle Pacific. And offensively, I think they're going to be really good. They're really gifted. They have a lot of guys that can score. And they have guys that are hurt right now that are going to come back that can score. So that's not a question. I didn't think that was a question coming in. And now they even have pieces I didn't – know that much about like in Lafeson and Bayo they have people that can shoot all over the floor they have bigs that can score this offense is going to be a little different this year it's not going to be a perimeter offense it's going to be an inside out offense they're still going to shoot a lot of shots from outside but instead of shots off the dribble um, you know when you're shooting a three off the dribble you're you're usually going laterally and then you got to not only elevate for your jump shot you got to square up and knock down shots you're not going to knock down as high a percentage as you are when you're getting in transition running toward the basket or when the ball goes inside and is kicked outside and then even if when you swing it you're in a ready position to shoot threes they should shoot a higher percentage this year from outside because they're going to be better inside and they're going to get more post touches with a presence in there all of that i've seen in the first two games that's going to happen mm. question is can the big guys stay on the floor Without fouls. Yeah, stay out of foul trouble. Can they trouble. defend inside? No leap! And exactly. And then on the perimeter, part of the issue inside is they got to defend better outside. And certainly they have guys capable of defending out there from a physical standpoint. Do they have enough lateral quickness to stay in front of people? I, I think they do, especially when they get the injured guys back, with Elijah coming back and LJ coming back. They have guys that can defend. The question is, do they want to? 
because defense on the perimeter is a mentality. So Jackson Emery, that guy just wanted to shut people down. Yes. He had a mentality that I will physically work like crazy in a ball game because I am going to shut people down. Now, he was unbelievably physically gifted. Great lateral quickness, great anticipation, fantastic hands, all of that. There are guys on this team with enough lateral quickness to be good perimeter defenders, but so far I haven't seen it. And when when they get beat off the dribble and teams spread them out, which St. Mary's does, and then they attack. Now the bigs in the two games that we've seen, they haven't been quick enough to get into the rotation, so they're late, and when you get there late, you foul. And so that's my big question for this team, an exhibition game and a blue and white game into it. I think they're capable, but if they are going to finish one or two, they're going to have to be much better defensively. Um, if they're not, they'll just go out and score everybody else in the league, and they'll finish three. How would you feel? Okay, so difference between like understanding why BYU is picked to finish third, but let's say all is said and done, and BYU does end up finishing third in league. How would that make you feel as a supporter of BYU athletics? I, I would be okay with it because I recognize how young they are. I'd be a little disappointed. Because I think there's enough talent on this team that if they make up their minds that they want to defend, that, that there's any reason why they can't finish at least second in this I'm, See, I'm exactly and, there and, with you. But, but to me, this is a mindset. They have to make a conscious decision um, that they're going to buy into what the coaches are teaching and they are going to play defense. Because to win games on the road, there's sometimes you're not going to shoot the ball well. And you talk about those ones once in a while where they go out and you go, wait a minute, how? Why are they losing to Pepperdine on the road? Why are they losing to Portland on the weekend after they beat Gonzaga on a, on a Thursday night? Mm-hmm. You know, so I think their depth is better, so they're going to be better on the weekends this year. And I think, I think that that's a big emphasis for Dave this year is to be better on the weekends. Um, but when you go on the road and the shots aren't falling from outside, you have to be able to shut people down and win ugly. They did it a couple times last year, but they've got to do it consistently if they want to finish in the top two. And if you finish in the top two in this league this year – you're going to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. I agree with Spencer on that. And so so I would be disappointed. I, I would understand because of the youth, but I'd be disappointed if these guys don't take it on themselves and say, we're going to be good defensively. And they don't have to be great defensively because yeah. they're so yeah. skilled offensively. They just need to be good defensively. And I think that this is a team that can then go contest uh, for that number two spot. And maybe, you know, you don't know about injuries and all those things with Gonzaga, and maybe they don't gel. they got a ton of talent on that team. Do they gel? We'll see. So if you want to be in that top two, got to defend. You know what Gonzaga doesn't have? <clears throat> a football team. Uh, <laughs> yes, BYU. that is true. That <laughs> is true. <laughs> I, I went to try and find it, and I saw a couple guys playing catch. Uh, was it two years ago? <laughs> I was like, hey, Do they, they have are. flag in a real? I don't even know if they have that. I don't, and I don't know if they're very good at it. I don't know. The same intramural, brother. Yeah. Uh, BYU-Idaho has a tackle football. Gonzaga does not. Wow. Uh, is it 5-0, and including the bowl game, or bust for BYU football, trying to go get to nine? I think that's their mentality. I don't. To me, if they lost one along the way, I, again, this is like basketball team. I'd be really disappointed because I think they're poised right now to go on a run. And uh, if they play a really good team in the bowl game and they were – to lose in that one, I'd, I'd probably be all right with that. We said at the ver- we said last January if they got to eight wins this season with this schedule, with a new offense and a new defense, that we'd be okay with that. So I'm not going to change my course on that. I'm still going to be okay with it. But now knowing where they've been and how close they've been to really talented teams and looking at this team as a whole, I believe they can win out. Um, and certainly with the four teams they're going to play, Cincinnati, to me, a couple weeks ago, when, when they went out against East Carolina and looked really good on offense again, I was thinking, oh, you know what? 
at Cincinnati could be tough, but they just got hammered by Temple. In the second half of that football game, um, even with Gunner at quarterback, because you know, they've had quarterback struggles, they've been, even with Gunner at quarterback, they had 11 yards of total offense in the second half. Whoa. Temple's pretty solid defensively, but they're, they're not that solid. Down. It, it was, it was, they had one completion on a screen pass for minus three yards. Oh so boy. they threw for minus three yards in the second half. So now I'm going, okay, BYU defensively is every bit as good or, not, or better than Temple. They should shut this team down. I do think we're going to see a Cincinnati team that's going to go, and oh, we got nothing to lose now. And that's let's let's run double reverse passes. Yeah. Let's get five receivers in the route. Let's take some chances. So for BYU, they've got to make sure they don't give up big plays. But if they don't give up big plays, now that game's not looking as daunting as I thought it was a couple of weeks ago. And so my feeling is they should win out in the regular season. If they play their game and don't turn it over, they should win out and go into a bowl game with a lot of momentum. And, and I, I feel like five in a row to finish this season is definitely in their sights and should happen. Let's just say, for fun, and we asked this to Trevor Maddich yesterday as well, too, on his, his opinion of this. Let's just say BYU does go 5-0 and to finish, and they play a team like Boise State or San Diego State, a 10-win team in the mm-hmm. Poinsettia Bowl. BYU gets a big win to finish against a good team, a lot of eyeballs, 9-4 and four with the four games they've lost by a combined eight points and a strong finish. Are they in the top 25? I think there's a really good chance they slip in at 24-25, especially if San Diego State and Boise State keep winning. I, Boise State, you know, they had that loss this last week, which was – I guess safety dance. Yeah, the way that thing is hilarious. The safety dance. The way they won that. The, the way Wyoming won that game was amazing. People that I know in the league in Mountain West that I talked to, they said, "Oh no, no, you wait. Wyoming is really good defensively. They're better than anybody's given credit for. They can win at home against this team." And I just kept going, "No, there's no." That's not going to happen. They were a it fourteen. And a, they wow. were a fourteen and a half it point happened. underdog at that, home. That, that, hey. Wow. That's defense, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Defense keeps you in ball games, right. you know. And so, so I was surprised by that. So that tarnishes Boise State a little bit. But if they win out now, you know, with one loss going into a bowl game, they're they'll be ranked. And if BYU can beat a ranked team, and San Diego State, they're one of the best defensive teams in the country. Now, what do I think is going to happen? We had remember when we had Ted Tolner here mm-hmm. um, earlier in the year. Ted's, uh, you know, that the, the, he's on that committee. In fact, he might be the he's chairman, the executive director. Yeah, executive director. Yeah. I really believe the bowl committee would like to have a San Diego State-BYU matchup for old time's sake. And you know what? San Diego State's really good. Yeah. And I think people respect them nationally because they're so good defensively this year. And so I, I don't think they have to play Boise State to get ranked. I think San Diego State wins out, and they're in that poinsettia bowl. It, it's a good win against them. And that would be a fun State's, matchup. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, San Diego State is receiving votes. Absolutely, um, I'm looking right the, now. So if they keep doing their thing and win the, uh, what is it, Pacific Division of the yeah. Mountain West, that could be interesting. Because Boise State uh, might be in Vegas, might be in another bowl. They, they, you have to win your division and then win the conference championship right. to be a group of five representatives. Right. So San Boise Diego, State's probably out. Yeah, San Diego yeah. State is only three out of the top 25 right now. And they're not going to play So and, I mean, who, who the has the, the inside line? track for that that uh, group of five right now, it's probably is it Central Western Michigan or Western Michigan. Michigan. I can't remember Central. They Northern need to win the Western next Michigan. They I think play they, tonight, by the way. Max. Yeah, they have, I know. They have the inside track on that right now. They do. But Boise State has an outside shot still if they win the whole thing. So they, they could still get there. But that, it's a long shot for them now because that loss to Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll see on that one. But, uh, hey, five in a row is not out of the question for BYU. In fact, I, I'm kind of expecting it right now. I do too, Blaine. And, and, I, and if they do – there's so many teams. The college football is interesting this year. There's teams that are losing. There's, there's three lost teams in the top 25 right now. 
you know, and and teams are losing. The Pac-12, I think, is down a little bit. I think at the top it's really good, but it's down. Um, Big Ten is really good this year. The SEC at the bottom is down this year. So there's enough of the big leagues that are down on the bottom end of the league that I think you, BYU has an outside chance that they could be ranked if they win out right now based on how close they've been on losses against good football teams. It'd be nice to see BYU with a little number 25 next to that name for the first time in five years yeah. to end the season. It would be great. <laughs> it's been a long five time. Five years? I Jeez. know, Hey, right? but no, you know what? Well, don't well, don't, just, win. don't yeah. just win right now. Win impressively right yes. now. That'd be fun. Yes. So dominate the next four games and go into a bowl game and dominate a good team. That's how you get your shot to be ranked. Now we're feeling great about 2016. Yep. Blaine, fantastic stuff. You Thanks, can watch guys. more of Uncle B on After Further Review tonight, 7 Eastern, 5 Mountain Time. Up next, Olympian Kate Hansen going between the lines and will present Undercover Athlete. She's given the mic to Butch Pau. He just smiles at everybody. Uh-oh. <laughs> and Bill Bender of the Sporting News on how BYU football gets more nationally irrelevant. Is it possible this season? Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan hanging out in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. Mark your calendars tomorrow night. Women's hoops. Can't wait. 9 p.m. Eastern time, uh, our first look at the women's basketball team. They were the regular season champs last year. 9 p.m. Eastern time, an exhibition against Westminster on BYU TV and BYU Ready. Lexi Rydalch departs, but the return of Kalani Purcell and Mackenzie Pulse for the three-point specialist. They'll be good again, and uh, if, you, if you missed it, they were picked uh, to finish second in the league. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines at football media availability yesterday. Kalani Satake said Jamal Williams should be good to go against Cincinnati on Saturday. Also, Taysom Hill is one of 12 finalists for the William B. Campbell Trophy given to the absolute best football scholar athlete in the nation. They have scoured through... Hundreds of names, and Taysom is one of 12 finalists. Each of the finalists get an $18,000 postgraduate scholarship. That's awesome. I don't even know if Taysom Hill's going to go. Well, I wonder if he can apply that uh, currently and somehow, somehow, because he's taking master's classes. As, yeah, as a graduate. That's program. a logistical question uh, we won't follow up on. The preseason <laughs> West Coast Conference polls and teams are out. The men's teams picked to finish third behind Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Nick Emery and Eric Mika are on the 10-man All-West Coast Conference team. And earlier we discussed, and with Blaine Fowler, your expectations for this team. But also, would you be? how would you feel about third place if BYU finished there? Weigh in, use the hashtag BYUSM. BYU women's volleyball jumps two spots from number 16 to number 14 in the latest AVCA Top 25. Their RPI jumps to six. They're in great position That's to host great. if they keep on winning. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Bill Bender, college football writer and insider for the Sporting News. Bill, nice to have you back on the show. BYU football, eight games in, four and four, with six of those games decided by three points or less. What have you thought of BYU's roller coaster four and four season thus far? When you lose four games by eight points, that's going to hurt. Um, they've been competitive on all those games. And as, as we've talked about on here before, I mean, looking at the schedule, when you're playing a power, at least one Power Five team from four different conferences, I mean, they've gone out of their way to have this tough schedule, and it looks like that's going to be the way forward. But the good news is, looking at this back half, uh, they should be pretty good shape for the rest of the way. Bill, when you look at 4-4, uh, and four, BYU's played some really close games. They're disappointed they're not maybe higher a little bit. Um, can BYU be relevant as a 4-4 four and four team, or do they need to go like 6-2 and two or better to, to make a splash? 
Well, I mean, as an independent, you're going to have to win six or seven games. You can always be relevant. I mean, the closest comparison would be Notre Dame. They're three and five, and they're still relevant. I think BYU has done enough with their scheduling to be relevant, and it's it's interesting. I mean, they, they're really close. Imagine if they were seven and one with the schedule. A couple of those games would have gone their way. Heading into this back half, it'd be a completely different discussion going into the college football playoff rankings tonight. Bill Bender of the Sporting News with the Sun, BYU Sports Nation. What do you think of BYU scheduling as an independent with the formula of, you know, four to six Power Five teams each year, and then some of the best of the Group of Five? Well, I like it. I mean, again, being an independent, it'd be one thing if BYU were in the Mountain West or Conference USA and just dominating that conference. But when you're an independent, it's much like Notre Dame. I mean, I hate to make that comparison again, but just looking at the schedule, when I first saw it last year, Ben pointed it out to me last year, and I was like, oh, my gosh, who are they kidding playing all these good teams? (laughs) Now, Now, some of them aren't as good, but that doesn't mean that you can't predict what a Power 5 team's going to be three years down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And when you're a group of five team and you beat like two power five teams, it's like this big deal, right? Boise State beat Oregon State and Washington State. You know, you know what I mean? BYU's played like five or six. Um, so, so BYU uh, has scheduled really tough, and it's been fun. And a lot of these games are on you know, in ESPN, and that's, and that's great for BYU's national fan base. Is, is the ideal type of schedule to make a splash nationally more of the Boise State kind of model, or do you think that this has great value for BYU going forward? See, I think it has value going forward because, like I said, I mean, you played four close games. So had BYU been 7-1 and one with that schedule, who knows where they'd be. I think they'd be, I mean, maybe in the top, at least top 15, top 10, probably, uh, maybe, with that schedule, given that they played, you know, West Virginia, Michigan State, I mean, go on and on and on. Whereas, like you said, Boise, if you're Boise State, Western Michigan, San Diego State, uh, Houston even, they have no margin for error. Houston was out of the playoff the second they lost the Navy. So, so I think this way of doing it is better because you get a little more leeway. The, the committee would recognize that schedule. Talking with Bill Bender of the Sporting News, let's play the hypothetical game here and say that BYU wins their Final Four, which they'll be favored in the Final Four games, and they go to the Poinsettia Bowl and they get a good opponent in either San Diego State or Boise State. Now, I know that's asking a lot and the chips have to fall the right way, but if BYU can win the Final Five, including a game in the Poinsettia Bowl against a good Mountain West team, at that point, would that be enough to get them in the top 25? Uh, it'd be close. I mean, having four losses, I, I would say right now probably not. But who knows? I mean, there, there's two and three lost teams in the power in the top 25 now. So I, it could be close, especially if they got – I think it would take getting San Diego State because they've already played Boise State. We've seen that. If San Diego State were to win the Mountain West – get into that game, you know, play in that game, and, and BYU scored a big win, that'd be great. And I think the chances of them getting one of those really good Mountain West teams are high because, as our bold projections show, I had Western Michigan out of the MAC getting that uh, group of five bid. When you look at uh, how the bowl matchup could shake out, this is BYU paying attention to the Mountain West is like checking out your ex-wife's Facebook page or something. That's what it's like for <laughs> BYU fans this year. Looking at how the Mountain West shakes out, I believe you have Air Force in the Poinsettia Bowl. Who, who do you think BYU could match up with in that game? Any, any one of those teams, like a Boise State Air Force, um, San Diego State, or even Wyoming. I've been really impressed with what Craig Bull's done with them. So The safety dance was legit. What's that? The safety dance, that was legit. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, and they're doing a really good job. So uh, I think you'll be one of those four. And if, if you get that matchup, and like you said, win out, go 9-4, and four, I don't know if they'll be ranked, but it'd be awfully close. I, I mean, it's almost to the point now where 10-3 and three will get you ranked. And 9-4 nine and, nine and four is a really good season with that schedule. Follow him at Bill Bender ninety two Sporting News College Football Writer. Let's take this discussion national now. Who are your top four college football teams, and maybe a couple of others that could sneak into the national college football playoff? Well, I think the, the top four, regardless of order tonight, will be Alabama. I think Clemson or Michigan. You could flip it two and three. I'd probably put Michigan two. Uh, Washington will be fourth, and then. You know, the, the one-loss line is interesting. Had Clemson lost to Florida State, it would have been infinitely more interesting. But I, I think at the top of it is Louisville with Lamar Jackson. And then, um, of course, Ohio State, they're hanging around. They can play themselves back into the playoff despite that dis- disappointing loss at Penn State. If Lamar Jackson doesn't win the Heisman, who will, in your opinion? Uh, Jabril Peppers. Hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it out there. That's what I, If Michigan wins the Big Ten, if he does some big things in the Ohio State game, and they go to the playoff with a 13-0 record, he'll have a chance. I mean, the debate is still Deshaun versus Lamar, and both of those quarterbacks are really good. But I, I, I've said this for most of the season. I, I think both of those guys are great, but I think the best all-around college football player, without a doubt, is Jabril Peppers. Bill, great stuff. We appreciate the time. Sporting News college football writer. Follow him at BillBender92. We'll talk again soon, and I hope the next time we do talk, we're talking about BYU potentially being ranked and facing a good team in the Poinsettia Bowl. <laughs> I hope so, too, guys. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. You got it. Bill Bender on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I want to ask you the same question that we just ended with Bill there. Who do you think are the top four college football teams. I haven't I, asked you. It's, it's clearly the four that are undefeated at the top. There's, yeah. And, and in whatever order. Alabama's clearly one. And then, yeah, Michigan, probably two because they haven't played as many kind of tight ones as Clemson. And then Washington is, is number four. Yeah, I, I agree. It's hard to, it's hard See, to put I, A&M in the mix right. as number seven because they got blown out by Alabama. Yeah. Like, you're not even in the same league as that team, and I don't think anyone is, to be honest. I feel like, just in a head-to-head eye test comparison, Louisville is a better team than Washington, even though Washington's yeah. undefeated. Yes. So I would say... I, and Louisville is, what What were they, five points worse than Clemson? Like, that was a great exactly. game. Exactly. The ACC could get two in there. If Washington falls, hey, we'll see. It's the top four teams, man. Makes it so fun. And I love it, because guess what? One or two, maybe even three of those teams won't make the playoff. From now to – you don't have four undefeated teams. It just doesn't happen. Conference championship games added. We're in the day and age of a college football playoff. Remember when that was a uh, ha-ha, that'll never happen. Yeah. It's happening. We're it, in it. It's amazing. It's the dispensation of the fullest of times. Olympian Kate Hansen takes us between the lines next, a special undercover athlete edition with linebacker Butch Pau. What's he going to do with the mic? Smile. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of BYUSN Live, you can watch the rebroadcast weeknights right here on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern time. You can also listen to the rebroadcast on BYU Radio at 7 p.m. Eastern. There you go. And in 25 minutes, we'll be live on Facebook Live with BYU football media availability. Today, it's the defense. Check it out on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page. 
Talking basketball as well today, how would you feel about BYU Hoops finishing third at the end of the West Coast Conference regular season? At BYU Broward says, this year would be okay with how inexperienced we are. Next year or the year after would be a big disappointment. I agree with that. The next uh, two years, you'd hope that BYU would compete for the championship. Like this year, I... I'm not going to put that pressure on this young team for BYU. It's not like they have like three McDonald's All-Americans coming in. They do have the most talent they've acquired in Dave Rose era um, out of high school. But I'm not, that doesn't mean they're just going to beat Gonzaga all of a sudden. Um, but, and they could, but that's not the expectation. Every year is its own story because you can't, not all teams are created equal on a year-to-year basis. And so a third-place finish this year, because of Gonzaga and St. Mary's being ranked in the top 20. Oh, this is the strongest the league has been while BYU's been in it yes. in the preseason. Yes. It's never been stronger. It's more palatable because of the strength of the top of yes. the conference. By the, by the league, I mean the top three. The bottom seven, who knows what those guys are going to do. There's new head coaches and everything. in there. At Chad Clough says the third place finish is simply not acceptable to the level of talent on this team. Again, well, it, it is if two teams above them are ranked. In the top 20. <laughs> They're in the top 20. Is BYU ranked? Uh, They're not ranked. BYU has not been ranked since Jimmer. We all want it, but you can't necessarily expect it when that is You can. You're just going to be disappointed, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Expect what you want. I'm not going to tell you what to expect, right? Hey, we all know yesterday was Halloween, and uh, we had plenty of juvenile hijinks in Studio B Hmm? (laughs) between Jerem's West Coast Conference and Pac-12 official costumes. And my throwback to 7th grade Sunset Junior High basketball. There you go. You can't not remember that. Between the lines with Olympian Kate Hansen went undercover with one of your favorite BYU athletes. And he went as himself. No costume. Mm -hmm. But do BYU students know Mr. Butch Pau? Or should I say Donnie Poo? (laughs) Here's Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. What up, guys? My name's Kate Hansen. I'm here with your BYU Inside Scoop. Let's go between the lines. So a lot of people claim to be football fans, but how much do they actually know? We see the helmets, we see the numbers, but could they actually put a face to the name? We decided to put this to the test. We took our very own Butch Pal and sent him to the streets. This is Undercover Athlete. What's your name? Dallin. How are Dallin, you? good to meet you. Okay, so you said that you know a lot about BYU football. We're going to ask you a few questions, okay? I, I like okay? To think so, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, now just a few questions about BYU football. Do you guys have a few favorite players? Um, something that you guys have enjoyed about this season? My boy Butch Puau. I got names. I like Kurt Warner. I like Butch. Butch is my favorite hard hitter. And Why? then, oh, he, he nails them. I love it. He hits them way hard. Butch Pow. Do any of those names ring a bell? Not really. Not really. Have you heard anything about him? What position is he? He's a linebacker. Okay. I don't know that much about him. Okay. Yeah, there's really not much to be said about him. He's not that good of a player, but for some reason he's here at BYU. A few defensive players? Butch. You gotta love Butch. Why would he be the first one? Because he makes some hard freaking hits. He actually happens to smile a lot. Do you think a, a person on defense should smile when they're tackling people? And laugh it off when after they're done with it. We're still humans. We're still. He's probably Christian. Wants to be Christ-like. Mm-hmm. So, if that's the case, maybe that's not the best thing to do. I'm not sure though. I haven't really seen him, so right. I can't judge him or anything. Uh-huh. Mm. Or do you have any advice for Bush since he's hurt? You got time. 
that's fine. Yeah. Just get back and hit some more people. That's all I like to see. Okay. So you want him to hit more people? That's pretty much it, yeah. There's a kid named Butch Powell who's struggling on the field. Do you have any advice for him? Do you think that he should be playing if he's struggling and not helping the team in any way? You know, I think if he's struggling that he really needs to just find his reason for you know, playing football and for being on the team and find that passion that really drove him to succeed in the first place. I remember that he's here for a reason. Well, I'm Butch Powell. Thank you for doing this interview. Well, on behalf of Kai and Jamal, um, we want to thank you for coming out and supporting us. I'm Butch Powell, by the way. Thank you so much for taking care of Well, I want to thank you. I am Butch Powell. Thank you so much for doing this for us. You guys are helping us a ton. And thank you so much for your support this season. Oh, man, you guys are the best. Yes, that is me. <laughs> What's up, man? Good to meet you, brother. Wanna fight? Huh? No, thank you. You'll beat me up. <laughs> we want to send out a big thank you to Butch Powell. Thank you for doing that with us. That was a lot of fun and clearly really funny. But, guys, thank you for tuning in this week. We're on every Tuesday, so we're coming at you next week. Make sure you go on Twitter and hashtag BYUBTL for any questions that we ask you. Take it away, boys. Okay, that was brilliant. <laughs> that was brilliant. Three things. Probably Christian. Uh... Butch Pooal. <laughs> I love Kurt Warner. Kurt, hey, had Kurt Warner played at BYU? <laughs> huh? Hey, where did Kurt Warner play college football? Some really small school. It's like FCS? Northern Iowa. Oh, Northern Iowa. There you, yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. Super Bowl MVP, yeah. Kurt Warner. Yeah. <laughs> Kurt Warner. Hey, hey, I got names. He was so excited. I have names. Also, That's the quote, funny. Just get back and hit more people. That's pretty I, much what I want. Yeah. Oh, Butch. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How about, how about Butch, like, limping around? I hope – I yeah, he's, I know they shot that a little while ago. But, yeah, he, hopefully he's good to go against Cincinnati. That was really funny. It's sprained MCL. Man. Oh, we need more of that stuff. That's really Every good. Tuesday with Kate Hansen in between the lines. She brings it, man. Coming up, BYU Women's Hoops places two on the All-West Coast Conference preseason team. But do coaches think the ladies can win a championship? Also, some cross-country track and field notes. All of that hits in the whip round up next. Should he really be smiling when he hits people? B to the Y to the U, Sports Nation, presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Are you Butch Powell? It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. In media availability yesterday, Kalani Sitake said Jamal Williams should be good to go against Cincinnati. He also said that he doesn't plan on using Tanner Mangum in an increased role for the rest of the season. We'll, we will be live with the defense coming up at uh, 1.10 Eastern time in about 15 minutes. The other quarterback, Taysom Hill, one of 12 finalists for the William B. Campbell Trophy given to the absolute best football scholar athlete in the wide land of the USA. Each of the finalists get an $18,000 post-graduation scholarship. Yeah. Men's basketball. Preseason West Coast Conference polls and teams are out. The Cougars are picked to finish third behind Gonzaga and St. Mary's, a.k.a. St. Zaga. And Nick Emery and Eric Meek are on the 10-man All-West Coast Conference team. Women's basketball. Ladies picked to finish second in their West Coast Conference preseason poll behind Gonzaga. The Cougars received four first-place votes. Mackenzie Pulsifer and Kalani Purcell named to the all-West Coast Conference preseason team. Volleyball. Women's team moves up two spots from 16 to 14 in the latest ABCA coaches poll. They're also sixth in the RPI. Golf. The women's team beginning competition today at the Rainbow Wahine Invitational in Hawaii. Cross country. Men's team moves up from fourth to third in the latest USTFCCCCCA poll after taking first in the West Coast Conference championships. 
And the women's team finished second and is now tied for 18th in the national ranking. That came out uh, just a couple minutes ago. Both in the top 20. Uh, Ed Eystone. And volleyball and, and soccer. Diljeet Taylor. That crew doing work. Yes. Future guests include the great Sean Olmsted, BYU men's volleyball head coach. Something came up. We'll get him on and release the schedule as soon as it's finished. Yeah, I'm excited for that schedule. Should be another uh, fantastic yeah. men's volleyball team. That team will compete for the national title again. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Jerem? Goes to Tanner Mangum for his uh, rendition of Edward Scissorhands yesterday. If you missed it, it was really, really good. Uh, BYU football tweeted out a bunch of photos. Awesome. Louis Lapuaho as Genie was also very good. <laughs> Painted blue and all. Shirtless. <laughs> you can't unsee that. How would you feel about BYU basketball finishing third at the end of the West Coast Conference regular season? Channel your feelings. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. At Kip Kent, regardless of what's expected, in quotes, no fan worth his salt would be happy. I want a West Coast Conference championship and to go dancing. Well, yeah. If BYU finishes third and BYU goes to the NCAA tournament, would you be happy? Yes. So would I. Living in Gonzaga's real estate, going dancing is the goal. I mean, for the fans. For the team, they're always going to try and win the conference championship. Absolutely. I'm not sure this is the year to make that the expectation, though. At Jelly Belly Kelly. Love it. (laughs) Nice. How I feel in third depends entirely on who we lost to. I'd feel better with losses to St. Zaga than anyone else. Yes! Thank you. Thank you. The validation that I needed. (laughs) Keep in mind, BYU's won twice in a row at Gonzaga. Let's, uh, let's uh, extend that. The street, Nate Austin and Chase Fisher street. <laughs> Elite tweet of the day at BQ612. If you ain't first, you're last. Hashtag Ricky Bobby. Nope, too high a standard. Thanks to Blaine Fowler, Bill Bender, and everyone on our crew. Show on demand, BYUSN.com. The audio podcast available on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah and Spencer, our shout-out to Corey Pace. BYU Sports Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern. We'll see you on Facebook Live.